You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And our music means it is time for us, us being, we being, we are those weekend golf guys. Grammar's not our strong suit, but golf is. Jeff has the sunshine of the Arizona morning shining into his window. I do. It's over the Hoover Dam. At, literally at this moment, I am in the car driving across the Hoover Dam. Literally, I'm above the Colorado River right now. Yeah, Colorado River on one side, Lake Mead on the other. Yeah. Nice Crazy. scenery. Yeah. So you didn't stop and take the tour? You just drove over? We just drove over because we've already taken the tour a few years back. It's terrific. But this time we were headed from Las Vegas. Uh, we're going to the Grand Canyon. And we decided we're going to drive by the Hoover Dam. Well, we're going over it. What so would happen it, if you sat at the rim of the Grand Canyon with, let's say, a five iron in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> Don't just, tempt me. And just hit like one ball. <laughs> How far do you think you could get it, man? <laughs> I don't know, but I bet you every golfer's thought about it. <laughs> they show up and they go, man, I could nuke this one, couldn't I? <laughs> it's going to be the longest one I've ever hit in my life. I know, man. That would be so great. You're going to stop at four corners and put, put your body in four states simultaneously? I don't know if we're going to get there or not, but uh, there will be some Grand Canyon action. And, and if we're near enough to that, I think that's... I think that's um, a bucket list kind of a thing, too. But yeah. Grand Canyon Day is bucket list day, that's for sure. Yeah. So dare I ask why you're out there? Oh, let's just say I'm on a vacation with my wife and we are having some fun. Oh, all right. I know. I don't do that very often. I just got back from North Carolina. I was teaching in a professional golf management school mm -hmm. uh, at Campbell University. I was working with some of the young bucks. And um, next thing you know, um, got back on a plane and next morning we, we got on a plane and we said, let's go to Vegas. All right. So we went to Vegas, spent yesterday by the pool. <laughs> it's nice. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Is it warm enough for the mist machines in Vegas yet or? No, not yet. Okay. It's a little, a little too soon. All right. So it's not a busman's holiday. He's not out playing golf every time he turns around. He's actually nope. doing the touristy thing. We're going to talk about golf, however. So he's got to get back in the mode. And we're going to do that when we come right back. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you go away. Well, by now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust Trust fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future with iTrust Capital. You can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com. Start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions.
restrictions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. I Trust Capital Inc. does not provide legal investment or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Hey, thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. And uh, we have someone who's joined us, Stephanie Simos. Did I get that right? You did. Okay. Thanks it's so like, much. It's like Hello, Stephanie. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So you raise money for people. We, we, we brought Stephanie in because it is springtime, believe it or not. Uh, spring has finally sprung most places. And I did get a, a, a letter from a friend of mine or an email from a friend of mine in way northern Maine who said, the snow is almost gone. <laughs> almost gone here almost in the Poconos, gone. too. <laughs> oh, really? Still in the Poconos? You still got, that's true, mountains still have it, snow. 10 degrees this morning, still chilly. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, spring has sprung for half of us. <laughs> right. The rest, the rest in the Northeast, it'll come eventually. That's what we tell ourselves when we live in the Northeast, isn't it? Spring will be here eventually. Eventually. But Stephanie is a uh, a fundraiser, and she's got a, a company that does that. And this being the season when we start thinking about using golf to raise money for organizations, most every organization in the world has a golf scramble that they do every year to raise money. And one of the things that you can do in your golf scramble is talk to folks like Stephanie who can come in and and help you raise some extra bucks. So, and why don't you give us the uh, the encapsulated version of, sure. of what One Hope is, if you would, please. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a cause entrepreneur with One Hope Wine. I specialize in fundraising, gifting, private wine events, and wine delivery. Jeff, have you heard about One Hope before today? I'm just curious. I, I have not. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. So I'm in my we, I'm in a little bubble in my own head, and it's about golf. <laughs> Do you drink wine at all? Um, you know, when I've got a few friends that really know a lot about wine, and when I'm around them, it we lost you there for a minute, Jeff. No, I'm here. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, that's all right. Well, my answer was. Um, I, you know, I really don't drink much wine only when I'm with friends and, you know, some of, I've got a few friends that really know quite a bit about wine. And when I'm out to dinner with them, they were. I'm so sorry. That's I can, okay. I, we could come back to that if you want. <laughs> we're on the internet. We're on the stinking interstate. Man. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll share a little bit. I'm about told that all the, the cell coverage just covers the internet. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, they lied to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they did. So sorry. That's totally okay. my fault for calling on you, Jeff. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so basically what One Hope is, is a cause-centric winery out of Napa Valley. I don't know if you've ever been to Napa, um, but what I mean by cause-centric is is that every single bottle of wine that we sell gives back to make an impact. Um, we've donated over $8 million to date to charities locally and globally. How we do that is through the One Hope Foundation. Our main pillars of giving are for clean water, ending hunger, health and education initiatives, 
In addition, through our fundraising events, we're able to give back even more to our favorite charities of choice, any registered 501c3 nonprofit. So it really opens the door to so many opportunities. Uh, we have some of the most incredible winemakers in the industry, Robert Mondavi Jr., who might sound familiar to mm -hmm. most, um, most wine drinkers, Tony Coltrane, um, and our head winemaker, Mari Wells Coyle, who is one of the few female winemakers really rocking the industry. Um, she's really incredible. She's produced more than five 90 plus point rated wines for our portfolio at $25 or less. And think about it. Every single bottle of wine is actually donating twice. Um, we are a private wine label. So our winemakers do make our wine and um, double give back with each bottle through fundraising events, which is really awesome. So like you could come out to golf scrambles and be, be that that lady on the tee who plies players with alcohol. That is true. That is true. <laughs> you love getting placed at a hole, you know, and being able to serve up some wine and so they can sample coming through and, um, you know, cocktail parties and those dinner parties as well go over really well with the wine tasting for whatever the cause is for the event. And sometimes at those dinner events, wine is needed for the tables. So think about yeah. it. The wine on the tables during that event can also give back to the cause that's being fundraised for. If there is a champagne toast, our sparkling brute is great for that to kind of kick off the event with the toast. And we can always supply a QR code for, for those to shop and support for the event mm -hmm. as well. Very cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and you know, so some of these uh, events that you do, that you raise money for things, do you do things for, say, um, organizations that could just spring up out of nowhere, like the Smith Kids College Fund? Do you do things like that? <laughs> Smith Kids College Fund. <laughs> or, or the Smith Family Retirement Fund. <laughs> How much money can you drum up in a day with a golf tournament? I think that's really what we're trying to find out. <laughs> I love I love those ideas, Jeff. Um, I, I've got four kids myself, so I can kind of relate to where you're going here. <laughs> um, Certainly, this really, could be set up as a nonprofit. Yeah, just yeah, show, so showing the five hundred one c three paperwork, Jeff, and you're in, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some other ideas, though, that you might find interesting are that we do have personalized etched bottles. Um, a lot of nonprofit organizations really love to use those to gift their highest donors, you know, mm -hmm. at these events and supporters who gift throughout the year, maybe just through their work and through their job. Um, they're able to do personalized bottles that will give back to the organization as well. We do logos for businesses also right on the bottles, um, which is really cool. I actually have one here. I can show you if you'd like. Oh. This one says live out loud but we have silver and gold at Shimmer and we uh -huh. can put any logo on these bottles, which is really fun. Very cool. I'm picturing the Weekend Golf Guys logo on that bottle, Jeff. Yeah. I love okay. that. <laughs> I love that. I don't know if you can hear. <laughs> I can, you know, I'm thinking about that. If we had the, those Weekend Golf Guys logo on the bottle, would that mean the wine would taste worse? <laughs> It couldn't hurt the golf game, though. You know, but anybody actually buy that, right? 
I doubt it. <laughs> it's sparkling we, brew and it's away. delicious. <laughs> We'd have to give it away, Jeff. We'd have to give yeah. it away. <laughs> And it, and it would be worth every penny. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> so if, if anybody is, is contemplating um, additional fundraising ideas for a, a golf tournament this, this year, how would they get in touch with you, Stephanie Simos? I can absolutely put my, my contact information in the chat for you, John. I don't know if okay. there's a way to share that, but I can absolutely do that. Um, here we go. And my direct connect is there also. You know, there's so many directions we can go. I, I basically customize what we provide based on the host and the details of that particular event. You know, from mini bottles to personalized, you know, favors to maybe swag bags if things are given out um, during the event. You know, little baggies. Our minis are really great. That can go. In there, the QR code to that event can also be, you know, included in, with a sticker on these. Very cool. For support, you know, we can kind of go in so many different directions. I love connecting with people and seeing what their goals are for that particular event and um, working with them to figure out the best, best situation to make it the most successful. Fantastic. All right. If you're watching on YouTube, the... Uh... The, the contact info for Stephanie is right at the bottom of the screen. And if you're listening on the radio or the podcast, it will be in the, in the notes. And uh, if you're on the radio, then you need to go to uh, thoseweekendgolfguys.com to check it out. But do check it out because it's a, it's, it's a worthwhile organization for a worthwhile cause. So, Stephanie Simos, thank you so much for, uh, for being with us today here on Those Weekend Golf Guys. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure, totally. Thanks, Stephanie. We got more. We'll be right back. Don't you go away. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golf guys. Your next golf trip deserves the Hall of Fame treatment. French Lick Resort is the only place that you can play courses by Hall of Fame designers Pete Dye and Donna Ross on the same property. Play both award-winning courses by booking the Hall of Fame package. Tee times are filling fast, so plan your trip today at FrenchLick.com. Pete Dye, Donna Ross, experience two championship courses at French Lick. FrenchLick.com. Must be 21 to enter the casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT or text I-N-G-A-M-B to 53342. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-705-4051. That's 800-705-4051. Again, 800-705-4051. And thanks for hanging and coming back. Uh, we took a little wine break there. We are those weekend <laughs> golf guys. <laughs> I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith, golf magazine top 100 teacher, and uh, and and gallivanter. Yeah, world renowned head, head gallivanter. Yes. So, how many golf courses did you pass today on your way from uh, lost wages out to the Grand Canyon? Well, you know, th- there's a handful along the way that were that are, have have really good reputations and um you know i I think that 
I think that those weekend golf guys need a, a trip out here to broadcast from each and every one of these. <laughs> I said instead of doing the local, uh, you know, Louisville area Midwest mm-hmm. thing, I think mm-hmm. I think there needs to be a a, a trip where we record uh, a show at each one and invite the pro on and make sure that he cops our rounds and right. and uh, they get a little shameless promotion. And we'll just we'll just get us a new theme song by ZZ Top. We're nationwide. <laughs> I think that something like that should happen, and that we ought to do that and do for like five days in a row. And there's mm-hmm. five weeks worth of shows right there. There we go, man. And a week's worth of free golf. Not too shabby combination. Right. <laughs> yes. Hey, would anybody be upset if we did? Okay, no. We the staff here says go for it. So. All good. Yep. All good. I like your staff. I like how they think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, we want to thank Stephanie uh, Samos for uh, for being with us uh, in the, in the last segment. There, uh, that's a great idea. Using using wine to raise some money, man. It, you know, it is a pretty good idea. Although I do notice that she completely sidestepped my uh, my question. Well, of uh, yeah, <laughs> in, in in her own. Again, I think I think she just just she just told you, you get to be a five hundred one c three and she'll take care of you. Okay. <laughs> Figure we need to set one. I'll talk to my friends and I got an attorney friend of mine. I'll ask him how that happens. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a, a, just paperwork. That's all you got to worry about, man. Yeah, that's it. Just paperwork. Okay, I got some uh, some noise going on here. I think I've got a hard drive hard drive problem. Let me just get rid of this. While we're going along here, we can do that. That's not what I want to do. Is that what I want to do? Okay, I'm having some problems. Oh, there. What kind of problems are you having? There, I think I fixed it. Well, that's good. <laughs> I just did something terribly wrong. I just, I just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> All this newfangled stuff. Oh uh, yeah, so when I plug it back in, it'll be it was turned off incorrectly the last time, dummy. But uh, <laughs> I mean, we're we're getting down to it. We've got we've got the Masters coming up in a week. Oh um, yeah, we we have just I mean we we crashed over the seventy degree mark today finally in the, in the, in the Kentuckyana area. Um, in fact, we almost hit eighty, and as a result, we're sitting in the uh, very typical late spring or early spring, late winter, um, severe thunderstorm watch and warning. <laughs> yeah. Um, All that we want to go, we want to go, we want to go. Oh, shoot. Can't go. Yeah. There. Yeah. And I remember right. the day you and I tried to play the Donald Ross course at French Lick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we got there and within, what was it, 12 minutes, the entire course was underwater. Yeah. It was a good we, lunch. It was a good lunch. It was a really good lunch. <laughs> You know, yeah. when, when you've when you've budgeted five hours to play golf, you can take four of it to drink, uh, eat lunch, eat lunch. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, good what, lunch. that's, that's what, what happens here, man. So um, that's you know, that's not what we have to so get. How about this? Prepared. Right. Here we are in the week that everybody's flipping out. Right. You've got the uh, the, the the ladies amateur uh, at, at Augusta National finishes mm-hmm. the final day. Right. Right. And uh, that's a big deal this weekend. Yep. And then 
you've got in the in the news right now, you know, my wife and I were walking up and down the Las Vegas Strip yesterday and on comes, you know, across one of those big scrolling electronic billboards is the mm-hmm. Tiger played a practice round. Yeah. Trying to figure out if he can walk the golf course. We've all heard the speculation mm-hmm. of, you know, he was, you know, his caddy was seen at the medalist and they were out walking the golf course many times last week. And, you know, his uh, his jet was sighted at Augusta Nationals Airport and all that and is still listed as a player. Yeah. So, you know, all the golf world is a buzz and just to see the guy play again will be, you know, just complete excitement for people. Can you imagine, you imagine what the, what, what the difference you, in ratings would be in ratings if he does and does not play? Oh, yeah. It'd be phenomenal, man. Could yeah. you imagine if he actually won this event? Oh, man. <laughs> no. I think that everybody would be instantly screaming about the greatest comeback ever mm-hmm. and all that. It just one more time and all those things that just would be the most unbelievable things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but I, you know, we don't even know if he's really going to play. He's, you know, it was the biggest thing is he wanted talking about it. Can he even walk those Hills? Because look, I've been there a handful of times. Yeah. I'm not broken. I mean, sort of am, but not like, <laughs> not like he is. Not like, yeah. You haven't had your legs torn apart and put back together again. No. Yeah. But then again, I also don't really like exercise much or anything, but, <laughs> but the point is, is that there, those are some serious Hills. Yeah, they are. And to, to not only perform for four days in a row, but on that kind of terrain yeah. and to have to have that kind of, um, you know, body control and strength and, uh, not just, you know, imagine the golf game, of course. Right. But just to possess that after going through what he went through and all the all the metal metal parts that are in him now, yeah, and uh, it would just be an absolute feat. It, it definitely would be. I mean, just uh, three weeks ago at the Players, uh, I saw him doing an interview with uh, Mike Tirico, and and he was saying that he couldn't walk. He said he could he could play he could handle the playing the golf. It was the walking that would preclude him from playing because right. he was not strong enough to walk 18 holes for consecutive days. So, you know, but and then I guess, you start throwing in that kind of terrain. Yeah. And so I'm still in yeah. my head. I'm still thinking at this point, by the time our show airs, we'll have, have had a handle on it. Right. Yeah. We're there on Sunday. And, and here it is not Sunday. And, I'm pretty sure after a couple of practice rounds, he'll either officially pull out or officially stay in and yeah, will tell us, but I'm kind of thinking that he's probably just testing the waters right now <laughs> and working on the, on the PIP money for next yeah. year. Yeah. And I, I, I talked to a few scalpers who are trying to sell their tickets now before he officially announces he's not going to play because the speculation is that he will be there. So, right. <laughs> The ticket price will be greatly affected uh, with or without Tiger in the field. Well, especially on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, there'll be some big time gambling going on if, if he plays and people are out there, you know, paying the exorbitant fees for a Saturday, Sunday thing. Yeah. But 
but people bet with their hearts all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why they're one of the reasons why there are so many big buildings in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in one of them. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you don't make that much money by, uh, by winning. Uh, no, I mean, you it doesn't happen often. No, no, it doesn't, but it's fun. You take, just don't bring the milk money, you know? Yeah. If you want to want to play the tables, just bring enough money to lose. And as they say, if you want to leave Vegas with a large fortune, show up, I mean, with a small fortune, show up with a large one. Yeah, that's you know? exactly right. You know that's what? I hear it. that sentence um, in, in, a, in a different form. Um, you know, it's about, it's about golf courses. Um, uh -huh. You know, <laughs> how, how do you make a million dollars on a golf course? Yeah. <laughs> you start with 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, especially out there, man. I mean, the, the water bills alone, the, the irrigation costs must be prohibitive. Well, it, you know, if you think about this, here we are in, in an arid part of the country. And, and so we're looking at Lake Mead and the, the, the water levels are just way down. I mm -hmm. mean, just literally, you look at this and you're like, I drove over the Hoover Dam this morning, as we know, right? Mm -hmm. And as you do this, you look out and you see these gigantic water tank intake towers that are just so tall relative to the water line. And yeah. yet you see the old pictures and they used to fill up up there. And then you look at the water level all around the basin and you can tell right where it used to be. Mm -hmm. And it is way, way, way down. So could you imagine this area being supplied by what? Like they need, you know, the fall to show up more often because that's the rainy season around here. Right. Is the fall. And they need that big time. And they need the, the snow melt from the mountains. They do, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And as we talk about that, interestingly enough, uh, I've got some friends in Colorado and they're very happy to have the snowfall that they have because it's a big one this year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're talking about that for their own water supply and, and everybody's happy downstream <laughs> that yeah. there's big snow in, in the mountains of Colorado because that's uh, tends to where, where it all comes from. Colorado yeah. river. Yep. Feeds Colorado into, river is like the, the, the main vein of the, uh, the western South half of the United States, or at least the southwest part of the United States. Certainly is. Yeah, yeah. And we got uh, some. We're actually going to talk about some golf specifically when we come right back. It's it's been fun. We we like doing the touristy thing every now and again, but it is time to talk about golf. We being those weekend golf guys. Uh, I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith, and we're coming right back. You do too. Thanks. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com. WKND Golf Guys on Twitter. Follow us. We'd love it. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. 
Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. And thanks for hanging and coming back. It's It's been a, a weird week. Uh, I do want to mention the fact this, that we're recording this prior to airing. Of course, we couldn't record it after it aired. But the day we're recording, it's Thursday. And this afternoon at 4 o'clock Eastern Time, if you go to Sports Podcast Awards on YouTube, just go to YouTube and look up the Sports Podcast Awards site. They're doing yeah. a live presentation of the awards tonight. It's 9 o'clock it. in England. And um, we're one of eight for one of eight finalists for the uh, Golf Podcast of the Year. So. Fingers are crossed. John's going to go full Will Smith on everybody. <laughs> I got my slapping hand all ready to go, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we've just been talking because Jeff's been gallivanting around the West and the Southwest. He's He's been in Nevada and he's been Arizona, now back in Nevada, uh, but not playing golf. But still thinking about golf because one of Golf Magazine's top 100 teachers is always thinking about golf. Yeah, it's really hard to turn it off. <laughs> and 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 conversations had come up about putting. And you had asked me if I have a short backswing or a short take back and a long follow through or long take back, short follow through or whatever. And, and, and I had pointed out, and we've had this conversation before, that with golfers like us, the recreational golfers who go from, from municipal course to municipal course where the greens are not the fastest in the world. And then maybe we'll show up at a, uh, a better course where the greens are running at a 10 to an 11, somewhere around there. It gets a little difficult for us. And we had this discussion, you and I, mm-hmm. and you told me to keep the, keep the, the stroke the same, just use different pressure. Yeah, we we had a good conversation about, you know, certainly the ball only responds to how hard it got hit. Yeah. Right. But I know that an awful lot of people have trouble making that controllable mm-hmm. and consistent on the day. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times they have this short back and long through kind of a stroke. Right. And so it becomes more of a, a choppy hit push thing as opposed to a longer flowing thing that goes about an equal amount back and through. Now there are not very many real successful golfers who have short back and long through strokes. As a matter of fact, they're more long back and short through strokes, you know, on the line of 10 inches back and seven inches through kind of an idea, Mm right? Right where it's not quite symmetrical, but what they found is that they can control the speed and the consistency of how hard they're hitting one. And they can, they can manage that a lot better. The ones who have the short back and long through tend to pop at it a little bit 
and you're changing the the loft of the putter a little bit too much. And it's it's really interesting. The more studies that I read and the more people that study the best putters in the world, they're all finding out that that appears to what everybody calls to be a D cell, which okay. is apparently, according to just the conversations that people are in all the time, another one of those myths, so to speak, that they want, a, they don't want a decelerating putting stroke. They want an accelerating putting stroke, you know, speeding up through the ball kind of a thing. Right. And yet the, the, the evidence has been out there for numerous years about the fact that the best putters in the world are not doing that as a matter of fact, but then you could say, Hey, John, um, John, you could say to me, Hey Jeff, um, but aren't we talking about the guys who are guys and gals who are playing on the smoothest, fastest greens. Right. But the truth is, is that that happens at different paces in different levels of energy. It's just softer on those fast moving greens. Right. And on the greens that are firmer, it's the same thing, but they're just using more energy. Yeah. Like like you mentioned earlier, it's not necessarily the ball doesn't respond necessarily to the movement of the putter, it responds to the amount of the hit. And when you do hit it and it bounces up and don't you lose all the control once it leaves the ground and comes back? Well, it is it is kind of hard, right? You lose the friction for sure. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's in the air, and there's really isn't any friction in the air relative to what's on the ground. Right, but you lose some of the speed control. You know, not so much on the left to right, online or offline stuff, but you lose a little bit of speed control. So we're always looking to somewhat control and or reduce the amount of airtime. Yeah. Ball launches off the the putter face and it instantly gets airborne. Doesn't have any spin on it and lands and then bounces and rolls. There's always a minimal amount of that that we're looking for. I also had, but, had a guy tell me once too when you're talking about the the length of the take back. Yeah, he said his, if he's got a short take back, he has less room and less time to screw up the putter head before it makes contact with the ball again. Yeah. There's a lot of evidence out there that shows that those people become very quick and handsy. The shorter you take it back, that's a thought that you don't have as much time to mess it up, so to speak. But yet people then become more abrupt in their stroke and they lose speed control. Yeah. So I I think that in this science combined with art of putting, every player has to figure out for themselves what's the right amount of stroke for them that they can control well and hit the, the right, you know, amount of effort for what the length of the putt they've got. Is there any one way to do this right? No, no, there (laughs) really isn't. Nothing's easy in this game, is it, man? No, it's, it's a lot of people want to, it always seems to be that it's the the black and white thinkers of the world when they get to to golf, they get frustrated by the fact that why can't all of us just do one specific thing and that could work. And the trouble is, is that we're all different human beings and some people have more touch than others and have Mm -hmm. more feel for others. Why is it that, you know, why is it so hard to shoot a basketball from different distances 
trying to pull your arm back the same length and push it through the same length, it's very difficult to have any flow or any control over the arc of that ball, the, the distance of that ball. It's yeah. very difficult if you're it is. trying different distances with the same amount of movement of the arm and or hand or fingertips or whatever. So we've got to understand putting is very much a, an art and a skill as it is a science and mechanical thing. You know, it's like, I mean, throw, I was just thinking the same thing about an outfielder in <clears throat> baseball. A guy throwing the ball from center field to second base or from center field to home plate, the movement looks the same. It's just the force with which the ball is thrown that changes. Right? Yeah. And, you know, that we could say that for an awful lot of sports, but, you know, in, in, um, <clears throat> in golf, there's all that time to analyze things. Yeah. Too much time to think. <laughs> well, in, in this in this motion of, you know, here's everything is at rest. And then we put a camera on it. And in this case, we're talking about putting, but we put a camera on it, a slow motion camera. And then we say, look at what initiates the action. Look how far back it goes and somebody will measure it. And then they'll put up somebody else who's also successful and they'll measure it and do the exact same thing. And it'll be different. And yet, they're all looking for something to make the game easier. So people want to get rid of the, the variables that it could be working this way, or it could be working that way. And they're all looking for something that says, bam, this is it. I've discovered the one and only secret that we all need to have. And it's never works out that way. Not one yeah. time. Does it ever work the, out that way? The last time I was playing with some friends <laughs> at a, on a, on fast greens, um, guy I was playing with, just don't just don't take it back so far. Well, I couldn't not take it back so far. It just, it, it felt totally unnatural. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't hit the ball to save my life. I had no idea where it was going. I had no idea how fast I was hitting it, but following your advice and, and keeping the, the stroke the same, just maybe hitting it without as much force that seemed to work out fine. Once again, you kind of like, it's almost like, you know what you're doing. It's almost that way. I've just heard a lot from a lot of really smart people, and it somewhat makes sense when you were around athletes and you say nothing and you just say, okay, just do this, hit the ball and make it stop at the hole. And they hit a ball and make it stop at the hole, and they have zero cognitive thoughts going on. They got that supercomputer uh, of, of a quiet brain working uh-huh. in their favor. It controls their body. Next thing you know, bam, they've hit it the right distance. Yeah. And so a lot of times the less that you say is the best way to go about it. But when people become inquisitive, then I start to just measure what their best is and then just say, okay, this is what you're successful doing. Let's not try anything different. This is a game slash sport where feel probably comes into play a lot more than anything else. And it, you know, that is well put. Thank you. Usually <laughs> the, the more people think about it in a, in a cognitive kind of way, they lose all that feel mm-hmm. and they don't flow athletically, but everybody thinks that, that they can play golf really well. And most of them have a chance as long as they um, aren't really thinking about it too much in their head. Yeah. 
Um, I've mentioned to a lot of people, there's a, there's a book out there that was written by a former NASA scientist turned golf instructor teacher. And it, you know, and it, it was interesting because he wrote one that was about the putting Bible and the short game Bible. And those things are, everybody takes the, the, the people that do those things in their head really well, don't necessarily translate to the people who just do things in flow. And yeah. I, the people that, that study that book, they come to me a lot. I get a lot of business out of that book. So I'm a big fan of that, of that book. <laughs> So, so the scientific principle probably isn't the uh, the best way to go about learning how to play golf. Look, if you want to understand it, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of performing, those things are wildly different. Yeah, you know, than than just taking a putter and hitting a ball a certain distance with it that feels natural and rhythmic. They're very different things. And again, you're gonna you're gonna you know sit down for this because I'm gonna give you a suggestion. Yeah. Is take a putter and some balls and go to your garage where there's a cement floor, or go to your kitchen where there's a tile floor and hit the ball and see what it feels like to hit it 10 feet, what it feels like to hit it five feet. 20 feet. You do that all over and over again, and you will develop a feel for how to putt to how hard to hit the ball. Seems like you've been listening. (laughs) I want to give you any credit for actually listening. I'm just, I'm just giving you, I'm just, I'm just reading what you wrote down for me to say. No, I mean, it is feel. It is feel. You can you can do all the scientific uh, crap you want to do to it. You can apply all of all of the the formulae and 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 the equations and everything. But when you're out there on the course and you're standing over your ball and you're looking at a little hole 15 feet away. If you have done it repeatedly, you will be confident that you know what it would feel like to hit that ball 15 feet to get it at least close to that hole. I'm not saying you're going to put it in, but you'll get it close. We got more. Hang out. We'll be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then, and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around. Do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity, and an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies, folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now, 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470. 800-589-0470. Of course, we have a Facebook page. Facebook.com slash golf guys. Facebook.com slash golf guys. All right. These, uh, this is the day. A little later on today, we will know if we are... Uh, if we are the best podcast in, in golf, best golf podcast in the world, 
or if we're just one of seven losers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody yeah. says it's such an honor just to get into the final eight. I go, yeah, right. Tell tell that to the guys in the final four right now that didn't make the final four. You know, yeah, that we're in the eight. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not feeling the love anymore. No, sir. I can but only anyhow. name one team that was in the final eight right now, and it was at St. Peter's team because they finally made it. You know, as a 15 yeah. seeds, the first yeah. one ever did it. So I will yeah. remember that, right? But they got, yeah. but they're back home in New Jersey watching now. They are because so. they got their teeth kicked in. Yes, they did. And then I don't remember who else was in the other. Yeah, I mean, North Carolina's there. I know it's a bunch of it's a bunch of ACC teams, man. <laughs> Just all I know. But anyhow, the the Masters is next weekend. Uh, the um, the the women's amateur uh, ended yesterday, but again, because we're recording this prior to that, we have no idea who won. Are they doing the kids uh, punt, pass, and kick, or chip, pitch, and drive, uh, pitch, drive, and putt? Drive, pitch, and putt. Are yeah, they doing that this year? Kick. That would be those weekend <laughs> football guys radio yeah. broadcast. I, I remember now. Try yeah. Now. <laughs> so that's going on today, and then and then you've got uh, the the par three on Wednesday. Although there's supposed to be some bad storms in Augusta on Wednesday, and then uh, and then the Masters. Are you going down at all this year, man? I am not. I'm going to be busy teaching. Okay. There there have been years in the past where I've been fortunate enough to go, but uh, I'll be busy teaching golf. We're going to have to uh, get a report next Sunday live from. Uh, from our buddy Frank Bassett from the Golf Talk America. He'll be down there for the whole entire week, hobnobbing as usual. Of course. That's yeah. what he does well. He's, a, he's a, a, a champion hobnobber, man. He is. He, he very well. But you want to check out uh, his show. We'll be broadcasting live uh, every day this week. Just look up golftalkamerica.com, and he'll be doing that. And, we, again, we'll have Frank on next Sunday here on those weekend golf guys. So, um uh, you want to raise some money? Talk to our buddy uh, Stephanie Samos with One Hope Wine. Help you raise some money at your next golf outing. Uh, check out uh, thebusinessgolfcourse.com for some more ideas on how to uh, how to participate in charity scrambles and make uh, some, some more money for yourself if you're in business. Take to heart Jeff's ideas on putting because it makes it so much easier. So just put that all together, put it in your bag, and go out and play some golf. 